0: This is it, the PFF betting pockets you've been waiting for. We have George Tahiri here again to talk some player props. I think, you know, we had a pretty good week last week. I do have to give a shout out to George. He did basically carry us. Uh, I was giving away player props on guys who didn't even end up playing. I had Trey Sermon, I had Zach Moss, but George came through with not only Patrick Mahomes, he went under the radar with Tyrod Taylor over 1.5 passing touchdowns and the Texans to win outright I think you were maybe the only person on the Texans to perform uh even anywhere close to what they did at this point in time George so I feel like we <laughs> gotta get your magic coming back here again for week two right
1: uh yeah I'm, I have another set of stinky uh garbage stinky. to sell to you all um in addition to obviously more Mahomes but um the the fade Urban Meyer train was a successful one last last week, and um, you have no idea how that's influenced me in week two. But this is going to be fun, man. I I also have to own up to the overreaction of the century, which was Marshawn Lattimore's potential injury, and my immediate desire to go bet on Aaron Rodgers oh. and Devonte Adams. <laughs>
0: Right, I think I, so I was live betting the Packers a decent amount during that game, so I was a disaster for both of us at that point in time. Thankfully, I was also live betting the Chiefs basically at the exact same time, so I ended up breaking even on those opportunities, mm. but it was, uh, it was very sweaty there during that uh, afternoon slate, uh, week one on Sunday, but I, we will see. So let's, let's talk a little bit before we really dive into the player props. I do want to talk some, um, you know, about maybe like the game lines, but I also know there are a lot of people out there doing some of these, uh, you know, pro football, contest against the spread Mm -hmm. picks where you kind of pick five games every single week i know circa we're a big fan of Circa. they have a lot of really good things going on for sharp sports betters. um they have a really good contest i'm kind of interested in some of your initial thoughts on some of these really popular spreads they really like um you know i'm going to give out like the five main ones that i think are kind of um the ones that are really popular from that contest panthers plus three and a half against the saints steelers minus six against the raiders Cardinals, minus three and a half against the Vikings. Patriots, minus five and a half against the Jets, and then the Chiefs, minus three and a half against the Ravens. Of course, some of those yeah. are a little bit stale, but what ones of those do you actually buy into and what ones of those do you think are probably a good spot to fade the market?
1: Yeah, well so the the cool thing, I think Circa has the best um contest. That's why it's the one that I have entered. Um and uh shout out by the way to our friends um, at the Whale Capper pod, Drew yes. Dinzik. Um, who and, and Andy Malter and uh, they they did get me by the way in week one, but I've come back with a vengeance in week two. But the, the interesting thing and the reason that I like looking at the consensus uh, picks is that, you know, you look at cash ticket splits and those are kind of, uh, you know, they're fun to look at, but they're largely like, you know, kind of bullshit. It's hard to like get a read because, you know, a ton of cash can come in at the end. People are setting up bets, whatever it might be. Um, And the consensus picks, like, people have to put their money where their mouth is. You know, they can't come back, like, over the top, you know, whatever, and, like, when lines move. So um, I think it is kind of useful to see where the the market was at. So you mentioned all five of those. I think the order uh, from most – and none of them were, like, massively um, uh, heavy here. Like, I'll give you an example. The Panthers were the most picked team with uh, 1,385 selections. Um, I believe the least picked team was the Lions at 211 selections. Actually, no, sorry, the Jets, Jets. 196. Um, But um, the, the next ones, as you said, Pittsburgh was number two most selected, Kansas City number three. And I think that speaks to the market really liking the spot for teams facing the teams that played on Monday night in overtime, right. the Ravens and the Raiders. Because, like, to be honest with you, I want so badly to bet the Raiders here. They're plus six against the Steelers. Big Ben was the lowest graded quarterback last week. And you go look at, like, this is one of the cool things about PFF. You obviously get all the, like, predictions and model results on all that stuff. But sometimes it's really cool to just look at the lineup and see, like, how the starters are playing. And I looked at the, at the Raiders defensive starters. And I was like, you know what? This isn't, like, quite as garbage as I thought it was going to be. Right, right. <laughs> They're not terrible. I mean, K.J. Wright is a legit linebacker. Like, Max Crosby did a great job wrestling the passer. They had some corners who didn't get, you know, turned into burnt toast. Um, Merig over there at, at safety. Um, like, I, I don't know. There's a lot to like there, but the spot is so tough. They're going west to east. They played, you know, into the early morning on the West Coast on Monday night. The Steelers have their home opener, traditionally a really good home field advantage, but you know they have the worst quarterback in the NFL per PFF grading, and they're you know they're a six point favorite. So, like I think that's interesting. Um, obviously, the Chiefs playing the Ravens. Now that one is out to three and a half, four now. If you bet it on 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 Sunday night with Eric and I, you got it at two and a half, and you are dancing right. uh, in a field of green. And then um, you know the the Patriots and the Cardinals. I think what's interesting there, obviously, people are very quick to buy into the Cardinals, and that so the kind of the two ones that I'm really keen on here are the Panthers and the Cardinals because I think both of these are teams where we're really anxious for them to you know be good and you know to kind of buy into some of their good play. I think the Titans had one of the worst offensive schemes and performances that we've yet seen. And, you know, the Vikings don't necessarily have the greatest team in the world, but catching the hook there at plus three and a half in Arizona, like I think that is interesting. And then the Saints against the Panthers, I know that, you know, like you're buying them kind of at the top of the market. If I'm betting that spread either way, I'm taking the Saints and Jameis Winston, I'm fading the noise on – um, the saints coaches who are out with COVID, um, and taking this, it boils down to this for me. You've got Sean Payton versus Matt rule. One of the biggest mismatches in human history at the coaching, uh, coaching position. So, um, yeah, I think that that's how I kind of look in into those. Are there any other takeaways that you have from that?
0: I feel like I'm more on board with the majority of the opposite of what the, the consensus was at this point in time, right? Like, I've mm-hmm. already bet the Raiders plus six. Uh, yep. It's a spot that, you know, Green Line already likes. They did play really well on Monday night. I do think a lot of that is already baked into the market. So at that point in time, I do think that instead of over or over-adjusting to that, I'd rather just fade uh, mm-hmm. what everyone else is, kind of thinks is already like a smart play by back in the Steelers. So that's my main takeaway on that game. Um, and I'm not quite ready to quit the Jets at this point in time. Right? I do think Robert Sala is going to turn things around. I do really like Zach Wilson as well. Um, obviously, Mac Jones looked like probably the best rookie quarterback last week, but I think 5.5 is a really widespread for this matchup. I do think it basically moved up from, what, like 2.5? Um, mm. It was 3.5 up to 5.5, so it did get through some decent numbers. I'm seeing 6 now. Yeah, 6 already in certain spots, so I think from that perspective, I'm probably this early in the season Uh, almost more inclined to fade some of these more popular teams Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll see how that actually plays out i'm comfortable being on the wrong side but like like the chiefs i'm just not going to fade them at this point in time i already have some because of you and eric uh two and a half i think i'm just comfortable you know letting that one continue to drift out at that point in time i'm not really going to cover it with like a ravens plus four or anything like that at this point
1: i'll tell you what my game plan is for the chiefs game we're going to talk about some props here in a second i have some thoughts there but um, I'm gonna live bet the Chiefs. You know, right. I think this is a spot for the Ravens where you know they obviously don't want to go 0 2. They were kind of humiliated against a team they're clearly better than in the Las Vegas Raiders. And you know they come out hot and score a couple touchdowns early. Look, I, like I wish I could bet player props live. I wish there were right. more markets for that um, because that would be really interesting. Um, I'll talk about a couple more that I. I generally like still if you're looking to bet some spreads i have a um hold your nose here comes the cold water poo poo platter for you go. Cool. Um, a team cool. that we didn't mention in the top five but actually was the sixth most popular pick in the circa millions were the los angeles rams they are three and a half point favorites on the road in indianapolis um look carson Wentz it's not very good but this is a spot that i very much like for the colts um second game in a row at home frank reich and and carson wentz like it was carson Wentz's first you know game actually playing right last week and in, in quite some time so i don't think he's going to be that bad again and i actually don't think he was that as terrible maybe as the final result um you know would lead you to believe i mean it wasn't great but had a 117 passer rating from a clean pocket didn't make a turnover-worthy play so like that's encouraging and and the indianapolis colts and frank reich are a really well coached team like they are going they're not going to um wilt away and look that bad every single week whereas the rams as good as they looked on sunday night they played a bears defense that had literally no fucking idea what they were doing and a quarterback that gave them zero shot to win so I, i like both indy plus three and a half and Um, potentially like plus 160 on the money line and maybe if you don't like either of those but you kind of think the Colts are spunky in this game then I like the over 40 um 48 there as well um and then the second the more stinky of my (laughs) of my thoughts here um okay last week I said take the Texans um it's disrespectful that they are underdogs at home with a real quarterback against Urban Meyer this week, I'm telling you that the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, <laughs> as a six-point underdog, it's disrespectful, to be perfectly honest. Right. I mean, I know they're not very good, but Teddy Bridgewater, a six-point favorite on the road, like, without Jerry Judy, give me a Bad. break, buddy. Right. Um, I, I like, ah, man, I, t- t- Trevor, people are going to hate me for saying this. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback at home getting points. You could say the same about Zach Wilson. Um, And then the last one that I have here for you is uh, Texans Browns over 48. Um, Texans might lose this game by 14, but they have, as we talked about last week, a real offense um, and the Texans defense ain't stopping the Browns. So that's what, uh, if you're looking to play some bets on spreads and totals right now, that's what I go towards.
0: Week 1 may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off Week 2, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 2 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If a sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager rec- required. 1 pu- one per customer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call one eight hundred gambler or in Indiana one eight hundred nine with it. It is officially the NFL season, and today is the final chance to get thirty percent off any PFF subscription with promo code kickoff thirty. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's Locked Article content, PFF's NFL college football betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections cover probabilities and betting values, 0-100 to grades for every single player, player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Again, that's promo code KICKOFF30 for 30% off any PFF subscription ending today. Right. I cannot agree with you more, especially on Jacksonville. I'm not ready to give up on them yet. And I actually do like the Colts. I also think uh, with the Frank Reich angle, how good good he has been in scripted play calls i do think the mm-hmm. colts first half money line also might be a viable Ooh. play of course the Rams what started off a little at? bit hot that's plus 145 um Ooh. so plus 165 on the full game money line plus 145 on first half that's one of my favorite bets all week and can you get on board with that one george
1: i, I can I, I absolutely can man i, I mean can. i like the desk you know it's so easy to watch week one and go this is the first live football we've seen in months and months and you look at teams and you go, okay, you won the game. You looked impressive. You must be a juggernaut. And like, that just is a fool's, a fool's errand. Um, and the teams that go, zero and one, you have to remember they, they take that hard, right? It's the first game they've played in a very long time. It means a lot that they lost that game. They're going to come out motivated as hell. The Colts believe that they can be a Super Bowl contender. They might be delusional, but like that means they're going to come out firing, um, so yeah i'm on board with that as well let me ask you before we get to the props real quick there's a game that i really liked on sunday night um in addition to the the raiders who i loved um and by the way i might just bet raiders money line right now because so i gotta say this i the spot is so terrible for the raiders here so i probably won't go all in on on the raiders this week but i cannot wait to once again Fade the Steelers if Big Ben continues to play poorly and they you know, they win this game against the Raiders They play the Bengals the next week um, They play the Packers in week four and I am here to fade those yes. but um, The the Niners are three-point favorites in Philadelphia. I looked at that on Sunday night and I went Wow People really thought that the Niners like kind of kind of got beat in, in some respects by right. the Lions offense um, The Eagles stink but, I, you know, I don't know that the market has, has acted that way. What's your take on that line?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's too low as well, right? I do think the 49ers are a much better team. In our Eagle rankings, they're 10th overall, Eagles 26th. I do think it might be more, not so much based on the 49ers, not necessarily coming that close to actually losing against the Lions. Lions did backdoor cover him. Got, you know, got the, uh, you know, onside kick recovery as well to make it really close. But I do think it was the performance of Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense uh, in Atlanta, which I'm not really necessarily buying into that much from this perspective I do think that um, we kind of like the Falcons at points during the offseason I do think the Falcons are not going to be very good at this point in time so I don't really buy into the Eagles being some sort of juggernaut you know second best team in the NFC East even though that's not really saying that much Um, but I just think that you know this week is going to kind of show who the Eagles are and I do think three-point dogs probably just isn't enough at this point in time i do think the 49ers probably going to win by at least a touchdown i think is kind of where this game is going to break out at this point
1: yeah i'm with you there i'm with so you there
0: let's do it let's do it so we got to go i mean i think we have a lot of consensus i think we're feeling uh you know pretty good with some of these plays let's dive into some player props i do think there are you know a number of viable opportunities there's a few that oh, i've yes. already bet i think some kind of goal in line with you know, how we're kind of projecting out some of these game spreads and totals as well, what's one player prop that you've already locked in that you're feeling absolutely confident about at this point in time, George?
1: Well, it was the lock of the week, week one, yes. on the PFF forecast, and it's the lock of the week, week two, on the PFF forecast. <laughs> this, is, this is the Patrick Mahomes um, light the world on fire tour. Mm-hmm. His passing touchdown prop somehow is still plus money at two and a half. Um, he didn't throw a touchdown in the first half last week and there wasn't even a bead of sweat on my forehead because he's just that good. And I think he, you know, he, he threw three in the third quarter or whatever it was, um, and, and went over two and a half. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes has absolutely destroyed the Baltimore Ravens blitz. Um, I believe his pass rating is like 120, <laughs> has taken like three, uh, uh, not even three, I think one or two sacks against him. Right. He hasn't had taken a single sack against their cover zero. They run cover zero more than anyone else. Um, this is a great matchup for him uh, in Baltimore. So right. that's my favorite one. I think you could also look towards, uh, in that same game, Travis Kelsey, seven and a half receptions, um, which is plus 100, because the Baltimore Ravens have no one in the interior of that that defense is gonna cover him.
0: Right, definitely. I think both of those um definitely viable plays. I do want to go, I would do wanna raise your Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns with one more that I really like as well. Kind of talked about this play a little bit already, but Zach Wilson over 1.5 passing touchdowns, plus 137. Mm. I do think that people are buying into the Patriots defense being something that it's not at this point in time, right? They're 23rd and our opponent is just a defensive grade. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't really look all that great. I think he had like a 61. 61- passing grade from last week still got over 1.5 passing touchdowns so i think from that perspective if you're buying into the jets the best approach might be to have zach wilson go over 1.5 passing touchdowns especially at that plus price i think that might be my favorite prop all week at this point
1: wow i like that you're all in on the um on The, the uh, Zach Wilson hype train the, here. The
0: turnaround train, I guess, at this point. So I got to ride it out, right? I mean, there's nothing else I can get from you. So we'll see. What? Give me just you know one or two other ones at this point. I do have okay. one or two more that I kind of want to get your okay. thoughts on as well.
1: Let's 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 uh, let's alternate here. I'll give you the next one that I really like. Um, by the way, I think I gave out last week. LaVishka Chenault rushing yards. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. The there are a, a pair of receivers. That um, actually, I'll save these for for later. Um, let's go back to the Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's also plus money for him to go over two and a half passing touchdowns uh, against Detroit on Monday night. I'm just like, I don't need to say anymore. Right. Right. What do you think? What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do after being humiliated uh, by the New Orleans Saints of Jacksonville?
0: I mean, if he doesn't if he doesn't show up and absolutely pound detroit try, I think he should retire. Is what I'm going to say. Yes. So. Yep.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's what he's thinking too. Right. So I honestly think
0: it, it honestly might be what he is thinking at this point in time. I actually wrote that one up, so I do feel really confident about that one as well. Coming in a future article to be posted on pff.com. Make sure you check out all of the great betting content we have coming for you. It's just every single day, new, better information that you can get on pff.com. So make sure you lock in that subscription. Moving on, I want to get your thoughts on Jameis Winston. Under zero point five interceptions, plus one fifteen. I know we kind of talked about the Saints in general already. Week one for Winston, eight point nine averaged up the target. One of the shorter, you know, obviously didn't live up to his career mm-hmm. average or even you know over a season long time frame. Do you think we're going to see a little bit more tamed down version of Winston in twenty twenty one? Can you buy into his under zero point five interceptions hitting here in week two?
1: I think the interesting thing about Jameis is maybe he's um he's starting to like realize oh i have a good team and i can just do the things they ask me to do and we right. can win and i don't think he ever felt that in, in tampa bay and rightfully so didn't make a single turner worthy play in week one had a 90 pff grade against a packer's defense that is way 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 better than the panthers like right. I could easily see the Saints blowing the doors off the Panthers. The Panthers suck. Matt Rule punted from like the 40. (laughs) Um, And that means that James Winston's going to be in a game script where, you know, he's handing the ball off. He's throwing the ball short. Um, They also don't have receivers that are exactly, you know, enticing you to throw the ball downfield. So I can get on board with um, with James in that respect.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. I give me. Give me the goods at this point, right. George. I'm waiting for it. I know you got some just perfect yes. props coming up here.
1: The the two, you know, I feel like sort of a square coming with the overs here. Um, but it's more fun. You know, right. it's more fun to root for players to be good. Um, if you are betting, so I think it's, you know, you look at the Packers and you go, okay, like I want to bet on the Packers bouncing back. They're I mean, the spread is massive at this point. It's moved away from you. Um, So Devontae Adams over seven and a half receptions. The Lions, I repeat, the Lions do not have corners to cover anybody. So, um, you know, it kind of stinks that obviously for two reasons that Jeff Okuda's Achilles is blown out because he couldn't cover anyone either. Um, But I think that's a, that's a gimme. And then um, Devontae Adams has a ton of respect for Keenan Allen and his route running and, If you watch Keenan Allen against a pretty solid Washington secondary, he carved him up, I believe, uh, did he have eight or nine receptions? His his, uh, line is at seven and a half here. They're playing the Cowboys. That has a total of 55. Um, Yes.
0: Take the over. (laughs) Take the over and just walk away with it. Yeah, I mean, he did have a ton of targets last week as well for Keenan Allen. He's a guy that consistently just flies under the radar for people actually trying to identify him. I do think he is the perfect spot to actually target some player props for. Yeah, 12, um, and I 12 I
1: targets, I 9 receptions.
0: Twelve Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was 11 targets, could have been 12 targets. But yeah, I mean, that's exactly what you want at this point in time. Playing in the highest total of the of the entire weekend i do think that uh that's going to be a fun match to say the least i don't think that is a spot where you really do want to have unders um no. so definitely lock in keenan now i do think that's probably one of the safest bets you can get on the board for that game at this point in time for sure so all right hit me s-
1: hit me with your uh your last little nugget here
0: my last little nugget i mean we've talked about a lot of ours already one that i um one that i think is you know. An underplay that is probably going to get there. Not really all that exciting, but I do think these are the ones that kind of um, you need to identify and just hit and then just move on. with your Sunday, Russell Gage, three, under 3.5 receptions, plus 115. Uh, he ran a route on 34 drops back, 34 dropbacks last week. He only saw five percent of Atlanta's team targets. I think from a lot of in a lot of ways, they're going to try and get Kyle Pitts more involved. We are seeing him kind of shift out into the slot more. I do think Russell Gage. Um, is kind of that slot receiver but i do think if kyle pitts kind of takes over him moving to the outside doesn't really you know necessitate all that good of a matchup for him or really where he's all that comfortable getting open on so i do think he's going to continue to struggle um, playing on the outside if they move kyle pitts into the slot a lot more than that and i do think you know playing against the buccaneers obviously their outside cornerbacks are the spot that you really want to avoid sean murphy buntling out going to be an easier matchup in the slot but i don't really think he's gonna be able to take advantage of that too often when they're trying to get Kyle Pitts involved so him going under 3.5 receptions plus 115 i do think that is one of my best bets uh coming up here on sunday
1: i dig it uh, the unders are interesting i'll give you my favorite under here uh just because i i um remembered uh i have it buried in my notes but it's fat lenny <sighs> under two and a half receptions plus 126 um i mean he might get three targets he ain't catching
0: two three passes he isn't he (laughs) isn't so i would be shocked if he even got three targets at that point in time so i do think that is um you know a great play i do think you know i expect i expect the buccaneers to kind of roll over the falcons if they do i can't really envision any sort of scenario where uh leonard fournette is getting any sort of touches in the second half especially um passing targets at this point in time so i do love that play as well give me give me one more absolute you know outside of what you've already said what is your favorite (laughs) bet coming up here on the weekend it can be anything open it up player props game lines derivatives anything you got for us George we want to hear it right now
1: I think so we had some success last week with passing touchdown props over one and a half Um, and I think there are some quarterbacks that you could look at this week and you could say you know what Maybe under one and a half is is the right play here. Um, if you go on the PFF props tool, player props tool, you'll see a fair number of these. And look, there there are a couple here that I'm definitely not betting, um, like Dak Prescott's under one and a half plus one sixty three. Like I'm just not going to bet that high total. Um, they you know Zeke looks like crap. Like you know not not doing that. But there are a couple that I do like Teddy Bridgewater. Plus 143, under one and a half passing touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger, who I already mentioned, lowest um, graded quarterback last week. Plus 143 on under one and a half. So if you're looking to spice it up a little bit, looking to get a little dirty there, um, I think that's an area of opportunity for everyone out there. But um, my words of wisdom would be go get the player props tool. Have some fun tomorrow. Um, And uh, yeah, tune in on Sunday night after the games live PFF um, It will be live on YouTube and on the PFF Twitter handles with the forecast talking about week three. So yep. I'm excited, man.
0: It's not. There isn't a better way to kickstart the next week than locking in, listening to the PFF forecast on Sunday night football. I think everyone should take advantage of it. And you get winners basically already with the Chiefs minus two and a half if you're listening to the forecast on Sunday night. So you got to listen in. Even if that game doesn't win on Sunday, the process was still pure that everything was correct and those are the games where you know if you take your losses you just got to keep moving forward because those are the spots that you definitely have to hit on so make sure you tune into that get your PFF Elite subscription check out the player props tool green line we got a lot of value coming up here on Sunday and Monday nights so make sure you listen to everything we got from PFF.com from Ben Brown joined by George Tahiri. appreciate you guys listening to the PFF betting podcast